welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you could do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about sneaky perfectionism. Thank you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. I hope my throat doesn't sound too scratchy. It feels no. scratchy today. Does it? Yeah, I mean, feel fine. I'm not sick. No, no sickness. Just, mm, yeah. Just not a beautiful voice. Oh, it does sound beautiful. It sounds fine. Aww. I think it probably sounds scratchier to you. Well, thank you. That's very nice. I'll, I'll not pay attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Let, you know what? Your voice is good enough, Janine. Well, thank you. That much I knew because it, it actually forms <laughs> words <laughs> right. that are loud enough to be heard. <laughs> but we try to set the bar a little higher than that. No, yeah. my, I, no I think it's fine. <laughs> so good. sneaky perfectionism is kind of a fun name. Yeah. Well, um, we decided to talk about this today because, um, you know, when I say I'm a recovering perfectionist, I mean it because (laughs) it never fully goes away and sometimes it sneaks up on you. Um, During a uh, coaching session I had this morning, I learned that something that I was getting stuck on. I wanted to, I was talking about how I wanted to be doing more self-coaching, like having a regular practice of self-coaching every day. And um, my coach was asking great questions and all of a sudden I realized I wasn't doing it because of perfectionism. Ooh, imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectionism lurking in your being. Yeah. And you know what the antidote was? What, (laughs) What, Shannon? Allowing what I was doing to be good enough. (laughs) Is that what the coach (laughs) suggested? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say, I'm familiar with that concept? Yes. (laughs) I've spoken about this for more than, every week for more than two years. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I know, but it was like, it was, I started cracking up when I realized what was going on because I swear if you would have asked me ahead of time, even if I like thought about it, like, is this about perfectionism? I would have absolutely said no. (laughs) So how, what, how is it about perfectionism? Well, so what I figured out is happening, and this is something that um, I wrote about. If you're on my email list, um, you may have seen this about this this thing that happens where when you have this idea of something that you want to do, and it could be a big thing or a small thing, it feels um, like... You may not know the specifics, but it's sort of this like 
vague, perfect thing in your head. Like, it'll be just right. And that if you actually start taking action, it becomes imperfect. It becomes, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you may fail. You may um, not be able to figure it out right away, you know, depending on what it is. Like, it may not work out to this sort of, and, and, the, and this is the thing that's sort of weird to me, is that it didn't feel like I had this perfect vision because it wasn't clear to me I mean like I sort of knew some things like I thought you know oh I should do this for half an hour every morning I should um, you know it should be part of my morning routine but you know I didn't feel like I had this like I don't know uh, vision of perfection for it Mm -hmm. that just Mm -hmm. seemed like you know sort of a reasonable way to go about it you knew there was something you wanted to do and you knew you weren't actually doing it but you right. didn't identify that it was that you had this Im- this this image of doing it perfectly that would be shattered if you tried to do it and it wasn't perfect. Well, um, even more sneaky than that, like I had an idea of what I wanted to be doing, mm-hmm. and that didn't feel like an, a vision <gasps> of perfection. Oh, that is sneaky. Yeah. So you know, it it was like you know what I thought was oh. I should just do this as part of my morning routine. I could just, um, you know, sit down, self-coach for 15 or 30 minutes, and, you know, and then I'm done with it. That would be great. That doesn't sound like perfectionism to me. No, It sounds very reasonable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, you know, when we dug into it a little bit, it totally was. And um, I think the big clue was that was um, that I should, <laughs> or even sneakier, I could <laughs> mm-hmm. um, do it in a particular way. Mm. And you know, because this is sort of a this is sort of a um, process, like routine kind of thing, as opposed to um, a particular goal. Mm-hmm. It it. Um, was about how I should be doing it. And then if what I've seen this show up in other ways where if you have sort of this dream or goal or idea of something you'd like to do, um, the shoulds are going to be more around what it should look like when you have achieved it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's not, the shoulds don't come about around how you're going to do it, but rather the finished the goal or the finished product? A lot of times it can, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, this was reminding me a little bit of our process versus product conversation. Recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So when you and your coach identified that it was actually perfectionism that was getting in the way of your, uh, <laughs> it's still funny to think about somebody else pointing that out to you. <clears throat> um, to, to you, right? Yeah. Uh, when when y'all figured that out, did the did the solution did the good enough come right in up, or you know, to, did you figure out how to get past it? Um, well, yeah. So the the interesting thing is the good enough comes in in just you know because I do do this, I do self coach myself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I, you know, I don't do it infrequently. I just don't have this sort of system in place of doing it regularly. Um, but I definitely do it when I need it. And um, so when I like really believed that that was good enough, like, you know, I got to this point so far doing it this way, like, mm-hmm. it's pretty fine. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> um, you know, like, sure, I might be able to, you know, g- do things more quickly or, you know, be more efficient or have more enjoyment or, you know, there may be a lot of things about if I was doing more self-coaching that would be great. But what I'm doing is good enough. Mm. Mm. Well, that's excellent. That's, yeah, a, that's and, a great outcome. Right. And so, I mean, and then the value of that is that a, I don't have to change anything, but what it does in my brain is it gets me curious about what it would be like if I did do it more. Mm-hmm. So it makes you want to do it rather than yeah. letting the sneaky perfectionism hold you back from doing it. Right. Because, yeah. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> um, did you, have you added self-coaching to your daily tasks in Trello? I have not, but no. that's a great idea. That's my suggestion. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not true. I do have it in my daily tasks. Oh. Um, oh, that's funny. I wasn't even thinking about that. I have added it to my daily tasks, and I don't do it every day, but I do do it more frequently. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I was just really hung up on this idea of I should be doing it in the morning as part Oops. of a morning routine. Right, yeah. Rather than as a a discrete task that you do whenever and then you move it to your completed list and get confetti. To get my confetti. Right, right, (laughs) yeah. That's that's great. That's a great realization. And it's a good reminder that perfectionism can be getting, affecting us even when we're not aware of it. Right. Remotely aware. Even to somebody who's, I mean, you're an expert on identifying perfectionism. (laughs) (laughs) You may be one of the world's experts on identifying perfectionism. (laughs) That's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. But the idea that that perfectionism, even when you aren't aware of it, can get in the way of pursuing anything, lots of things is really right. an interesting idea, I think. Yeah, well, I asked an interesting question on Facebook, um, which was, if you knew you were going to be successful, what would you do? Right, I saw that, and I thought it was fun to read the responses. Um, people were really quite forthcoming and quick to respond, weren't they? It seemed, oh, not that yeah, I responded, I th- but... <laughs> No, but I think, I mean, I think I ended up with like 150 or 200 comments on that. Wow. Like, you know, all told. Including your comments. Including my comments. Because you were an amazing responder. I mean, you really helped. You really, you were, you had a helpful comment for each person, which blew me away. Well, it was super fun to think about. And mm-hmm. to, you know, and some people I needed to ask a few more questions to sort of get at it. But it was really surprising like how many people 
responded to that idea of like wanting to know they were going to be successful. Right. Yes, I've heard that coaching question before. Sometimes I hear it in um, phrase, you know, what would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail? Although I much prefer if you knew you would yeah. succeed. And it's, it's such an interesting question. It really points out how what I always think of as fear, but really it is perfectionism, right. uh, can get in the way of doing something. Right, right. And um, I, I guess it shouldn't be surprising, but a lot of people would sing or play the guitar. Oh, <laughs> that is interesting. In front of yeah. people, presumably, or at I all. I mean, there yeah. were a couple people who said rock star, which you know uh-huh. is a little bit of a different ball of wax. But right. <laughs> but a lot of people just said sing or play guitar, and it's like, well, you know, guitar. You have to buy a guitar, so there's a little barrier to entry. But those are two things that you could very easily. I mean, with YouTube you could very easily be practicing those things every day. And practicing them publicly if that's what you're after, right, with YouTube. Yeah. Huh, that is interesting. Um, What other things came up? Do you remember off the top of your head? Oh, gosh. I think I remember Um, somebody wanted to jump out of an airplane, right? Yes. (laughs) Oh, because that was the one comment you made. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even remember what I was exactly I was responding to. It was something extreme. Well, because um, someone said they wanted to jump out of an airplane, and then, and I think my comment was that um, I promised our nearly 17-year-old that when he turned 18, I would do it with him, oh. and um, that I couldn't decide if I was excited or hoping he'd forget. <laughs> right. And, and I believe your response was, they can't print enough money in the world for me to jump out of an airplane. <laughs> Particularly not with my child. I mean, that's just, oh, my God. Um, so no thanks to that. And I, I bet you he will remember. <laughs> I don't think he, he probably will. Good for you, though. Boy, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. no. Ooh, oh, no. Um, um, I think the other super common one was um, writing being a writer, writing Mm -hmm. a book. And it's another thing that, um, you know, when you get perfectionism out of the way, you can start it right now, right today. Right. I mean, look at us. We write books in a month. (laughs) Really excellent books in a month. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. How interesting is that? Right. I, I'm trying to think what, if I were going to answer that, what I would answer it with. And, and I, that's why I didn't answer because I didn't have a good one. Um, that's weird. I, that's weird. Either I repress all my desires and dreams or <laughs> I do everything I want. I'm not sure what. I think you mostly do everything you want. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I usually figure out a way to go for it if I can. Like yeah. I'm gradually learning ASL during this pandemic. And once I've, awesome. once I've figured out, and the, the sign for cat is really cute, by the way, and also milk. Um, but <laughs> but uh, and, and for me, it was a matter of um, figuring out how to go about doing it. And once I found a, a, an app that I'm now, I'm on a free trial on, but I think I'm going to pay for it because it's really good for me. It's a good one for me. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, uh, if, but, but, you know, a few months ago, that might have been what I would have said to that. Which yeah, it's another one that's easy to, to do. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, yeah, and yeah. Although what? Although actually using it is another matter. <laughs> well, I think it's like any language. I don't know. Maybe you could find um, people who know ASL who, you know, like buddies that you could practice with, you know, via FaceTime or Zoom or something. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, and I can practice in this app, but I just had an idea. I can learn the language around notarizing a ballot. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, so then I could help people in the deaf community oh, get their ballots notarized. Oh, I like teary. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. That's, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, what a great goal. Well, well now I'm really excited. Whoa, that's so cool. Yeah, excellent. Oh, oh. Like, I don't even know what to say. That just touches me so deeply. Yeah, and it really, I love that it will <clears throat> help. Well, it combines, I mean, it gives me this practical application of what I've been wanting to learn just mm-hmm. for the sake of learning it. And then, of course, advances the my passion about helping people vote. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, cool. Well, I'm on wow. that. Yeah, when you, like, can make two things combined like that when you get like two whys together it's really powerful it really is yeah i'm fortunate that i get that ever uh i managed to do that quite a little bit in my life and i'm very fortunate that way (laughs) yeah i mean like organize your family history right but Mm -hmm. i think that that is really in large part because you look for it yeah because i just like doing things i like doing I don't like doing things I don't like doing, so. <laughs> yeah. So you look for ways to do more to of the stack things. them up. <laughs> yeah, that you like doing. Yep. Yep. I'm a simple gal. <laughs> hey, there's a lot to envy there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Very inspiring. I'm very excited. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear how that goes and, and like how you begin to figure out what you would need to know to sign. Right. Well, like, yeah. Well, that'll be fun. It's a nice process yeah. to figure out. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, right so now, I just know how to sign, how to please put milk in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to help me much. <laughs> Notarizing. No, I I forget. There was some random Portuguese phrase I learned last night, which was something like that, you know, is like you would never use. Like, um, it was something about an armadillo. <laughs> why, <laughs> why I need to know how to say armadillo, but I do. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Armadillo. Um, it was something about like, the armadillo doesn't speak Portuguese or something, you know, like, well, yeah, of course not. And also, why would I ever need to know this? <laughs> right. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, oh, I had one other question I wanted to ask you. Oh, so, you know, just, just 
since we're talking about it, when you think about learning what you need to learn, uh, um, what ASL you'll need to learn to help people vote as a notary, is there anything that feels like you might be difficult or might be a block to you doing it? Um, I feel like I'm equipped to learn to do it. I think I have the resources and uh, I wish I could say yes, you could help me pass it, but I can't think of any real problems. Well, no, that's great because I, I'm going to guess that you're approaching this not from a perfectionistic point of view. Like you're, you aren't thinking about how to do it perfectly. You're thinking about how can you get good enough at ASL so you can help people vote. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I feel like the, um, it is a very, it's going to be a very limited specialty in ASL. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's a great, I just love having a real concrete reason to use it that it's helpful. And so it's a matter of, I know the English words that I would, I need. So it's yeah. a matter of learning the ASL and then reaching out to the voting. I mean, I imagine that I would start by reaching out to the notaries who want to help people vote community and then get connected with them. Um, deaf community to offer well there's we have central institute for the deaf here so i would start there probably oh yeah that's great yeah although i yeah they they mean well, it doesn't matter um yeah <laughs> so yay <laughs> <laughs> but even then like you thought well that might not work and then you're like oh well i'll figure out something else yeah i definitely can figure something else out yep yeah perfect I wonder how weird it would be if instead of perfect, when I say it like that, I said good enough. Yeah, you should try it. You might freak people out. We could try it on yeah. here uh, on the right. podcast. Maybe that would be enough. <laughs> yeah, it, be, yeah, that's good enough. Yeah. I think that would freak people out. I think it would. It's yeah. like my, my husband says pretty good when he means great. Like it took uh-huh. a, took me a, a year or something to figure it out because in my world pretty good meant not good, yeah. But in his world it means good, so um, I got used to it eventually. <laughs> How do I look? Pretty good. Oh, great! Thanks. <laughs> the um, the person that helped me at the Starbucks drive-through the other day said, um, "How you doing?" I said, "All right," and he goes. That's great, because all right is the new awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, I started laughing. I said, that's pretty true. And he goes, yep, okay is fantastic. All right is awesome. I mean, you know, you've got to reset your expectations here. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah, when I I got my hair cut recently, and I asked the, or she asked me how I was doing. I said, I'm okay. How about you? And she said, well, I'm I'm good. I'm, well, I'm 2020 good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, it's been a big reset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All things considered, I'm just fine. I'm standing here in yeah. my mask while I talk to you, while I cut your hair, but I'm fine. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you have anything else to say about sneaky perfectionism? No, but I'm grateful we talk, talked about it because I got a great little epiphany in there, so thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for you. Thanks. That's so awesome. Um, Well, we want to hear from you, our listeners. Uh, Now that you know about sneaky perfectionism, 
Uh, do you find it in your life? You can let us know by leaving us a message at 413-424-GTGE, that's 4843, or on social media, Facebook and Instagram, we're at Getting to Good Enough, and Twitter, we're at GTG Enough, or you can head over to the show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com and leave a comment there. Uh, But for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. For some reason, sneaky is just fun to say. It is. It's a very fun little word. (laughs) 